Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our show. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's more radio vibes. It's good. Yeah. Welcome uh, to the show. Are you going to introduce the, the show? Like, should we start saying, like, what the show is going to be about? And Yeah, and then, we ha- then we have show, show notes. And yeah, no, I mean, we have, we've got our show notes. Those have been pretty good for months now. Um, today's show is all about, well, today's show is a Q&A episode, I should say. Q&A episode. These are our favorite ones. I think people like these. Mm-hmm. And in the show notes, you can find your the question you want. That's the best and you could, part. And you can skip right to it, not even listen to the ones you don't want to listen to. The show notes have come so far that we now, you can you can look at the questions that are being asked and just click on the timestamp that you want to go to and boom. Yeah. You don't have to listen to us talk the whole time. Yeah, you can just listen for five minutes and get your question that you want and yeah. Have a nice day. Well, people are busy and we are trying to give them the information that they need. But I think it's important to remember that podcasting is awesome because a lot of these things are long form answers. And we see so much 10 second video clips and things like that on social media. And it doesn't really add a lot of value to some things that are require more thought right. and explanation. I think it has a high value for if you're just looking for a few minutes of something. Like when I'm sitting there like eating my breakfast, you know, I'm like, okay, I just, I just need like a seven minute So, you know, maybe if I'll listen to the podcast, like, okay, I'll, I got, t- they, they did two questions in seven minutes. That's all I want for today. That's funny. I'm just, you a, know? I'm, I see, I, for me, I, we, I think we listen to podcasts really differently, but I can totally, I will listen to a three hour podcast. It's just, sometimes it's over the span of whatever, but I have no problem just I'm listening to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan right now. Like, I'm sure that's a four hour one. Like they interrupted their podcast today, like in the very beginning. And he's like, can we go shoot some bow and arrow at the the new truck that Elon made for Tesla or something is like bulletproof. Oh, I saw that. So in the middle of the whole episode, they literally, he's like, let's go right now. And like the next thing you know, you hear their audio in this big, like echoey, obviously they're in a big room. And like Joe Rogan is like shooting his 80 pound bow and arrow. At Elon's truck. At... (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god. Obviously, we're not Rogan, but yeah, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. That's just, awesome. They, it is awesome. Couple, couple fifty year old man childs. Totally, literally. <laughs> or however it's, old they are, absurd. I don't even know, but, but I, I mean, that's I kinda, my guess. I just like listening. I like just sitting there, and you know. But again, I get it. Like sometimes you do. Like there's a, sometimes there's a podcast, and you see a topic, and you're like, fuck. When are they actually talking about that topic? So show notes, Q and A episode today. Would we have five questions to get through today? I think so. All and right. th- those always spawn other questions, you know? It's like they, they they present a question within themselves sometimes, so. Yeah. But yeah, five. Okay, cool. Well, I think we get started. Shall I start by asking you first? No, because the first one is for you. Okay, great. And I'll take the second. Uh, okay. No, I'll take the, okay, first one starts with you. Yeah. All right, this is a, this comes from a, nutri- I think this is a nutrition question, but some people may not realize this, so that's why okay. it's going to you. Okay. So, can I build muscle and burn fat at the same time? Short answer is, yeah, you can. Short answer is, yeah, you can. But be specific. No, no that, was our, that was my real answer. Re- okay. Like reels. That was my 12-second, yeah, you can. And now read the description. Now, in the now, comments now, on Instagram. Yeah, now read the description below. Yeah, read the asterisk <laughs> below or the terms and conditions. So here's the deal. I don't remember where I first heard this, but someone, someone, someone else said this, and I, I would give credit if I remembered, but... For one, yes, you can burn fat and gain muscle at the same time. 
the, the, the most obvious example or the best example of this though, and the most common way this happens is when someone is very, very untrained or has a decent amount of weight to lose. So you're talking about someone who's got 50 plus pounds they need to lose. They haven't worked out in a long time because that person, just like we've, we hear the term newbie gains, that's real life. That person if they haven't trained anything and they start lifting weights, more than likely they are going to put on some muscle mass. And if they are following a nutrition protocol that takes them through a calorie deficit, they're probably they're going to lose some body fat at the same time. Where I think, though, this question gets asked often is more people wanting to recomp. People want their, their fat to, like, just the fat cells, <laughs> like adipose tissue, to turn into lean tissue. Yeah, people which, think that all the time. It's wild. Yeah, it's really wild. And it's like, so if we think about that from, like, a biological standpoint, the, it, the body, it just doesn't work like that. Like, right. it literally doesn't work like that. But, It'd be cool if it did, but it doesn't. But what I was saying is the person that explained this way of looking at it, and again, I don't know who this person was, was like, sure, you can say it did, it can happen at the same time if you're zooming out and looking over the span of six months or a year. Mm -hmm. And to that, I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, cause so often we're so short sighted with our fitness and health goals. It's getting in the way of us making progress in our goals, period. Because if things aren't happening in three days or three weeks, then we're just like, well, then I must be doing it wrong. And it's like, listen, the best way to accomplish building muscle is by being in a dedicated phase of building muscle. That means that we are either eating at maintenance and we're eating a, an ample amount of protein, which is typically a gram of protein per pound of our goal body weight. Or a slight surplus. We're eating more than that. We're mm -hmm. eating, you know, if our maintenance is 2,500 calories, we're eating 27, 3,000. Or if we want to lose body fat, we are in a separate phase of that entirely and eating in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So the reason that you cannot lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time, when you are a trained individual or you don't, maybe you're in the 10 to 20 pound body fat range of needing to lose that much body fat, is because those are opposing goals. How do you eat in a surplus and eat in a deficit at the same time? That's essentially what it comes down to. You cannot. You can't. Mm -hmm. And so this is where phasing our nutrition totally matters. And yeah, we've talked a lot about, you know, workouts, you know, you should be ideally, if you're still strength training, the program that you're doing shouldn't really matter. You're, you're, you want to maintain your mu muscle mass. You want to get stronger in both of those goals. You should be lifting weights to give your body the signal to build muscle. Right. But if you're eating in a calorie deficit, you will not put on <laughs> muscle mass. Right. That makes it so much harder for your body to like, there's nothing for it to have. There's no building blocks. Mm -hmm. And this is for someone that sometimes it can, um, under eat protein, even if they're in a surplus, I've seen where they're not putting on muscle mass, they're putting on body fat. Right. This is why like the dirty bulk thing, like, isn't always the best thing. Like people say, Oh yeah, I'm getting fluffy. And it's like, and then they cut and then they're just constantly gaining and losing the same. They're not really getting results because they're not eating enough protein. Your right. body needs the amino acids to build the muscles. So yes, you can do it. But at the end of the day, the most efficient way to do it is dedicated fat loss phases and gain phases. Right. So when I, when I when people ask me this question, 
I usually, my response is, or if, or if they've said something along the lines of, hey, I did this and I lost muscle. And I'm always like, how do you know? Like, seriously, like, do you, do you go, did you get a DEXA scan? Are you doing some, like, how are you actually measuring that? Or are you just kind of getting this idea in your head that you've somehow lost muscle and you didn't lose enough fat, but, you know, you're recomping, but, you know, there's no, you're not tracking it at all. So you're just throwing it out there. So I, I do recommend people go out there. If you really want to know how it's working for you is go get a DEXA scan where you lay there and they actually measure your body fat so you can, and, and your muscle mass and your lean tissue and just kind of see exactly where you're at so you can have a starting point for whatever it is that you're about to embark on. Yeah, super. I'm glad that you brought that up because I've changed my, I've changed my viewpoint on DEXAs a little bit. Um, Measuring it somehow, maybe not a DEXA, just no, 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 any, no. any standard. Of no, hear me out. Hear me out. Yes. Me- measuring. And we are, we are big people on measuring and getting real data. I think that's super beneficial. I do think the DEXA is probably the best thing out there as far as accuracy goes that the average person has access to. Again, even a DEXA can be hard to find, but you know, um, calipers and like definitely home scales are so off and so inaccurate and mm-hmm. in bodies, all those are not that great. But, um, you know, even a DEXA at the end of the day, it's only measuring your bones, your fat, and then it captures everything else as lean mass. And so I, I say that because like water, like if your muscles are holding on to more water or less water, and I've been, you know, doing, um, testosterone therapy. So I've seen that in my own body. Like I've seen my like lean mass shoot up. And while I do think some of that is definitely muscle mass, cause I can feel myself, I know that I'm getting stronger in these other markers that give value to that. I also know that like my muscles are like more puffy and holding on to more water. And like, mm-hmm. I, again, we just start to get too in the weeds. And, and this is just coming from experience of coaching people through this. I think really what does end up mattering the most, because at the end of the day, like what the fuck, what do we care that we have more lean muscle mass unless we're bodybuilders? Right. I always go back to that where it's like, if I'm coaching these women and they're 45 and they just want to be healthy and they just want to feel good in their body, then it's like, Yes, I want to prove to them that like the nutrition work that we're doing is is doing something and show them and educate them on body composition because there is a ton of value in that 100,000% in knowing the difference between putting on muscle and, and putting on fat mm-hmm. and being okay with gaining weight and all of the things that go along with that. But the, the way you know you're putting on muscle is when you see yourself putting on muscle, you can see it. You can know, you can know those changes and how clothes are fitting. You can also know that you're getting stronger in the gym. That's the mm-hmm. best way to know. The best way to know is if you're literally getting stronger in the gym, you're 99% likely gaining some muscle mass. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And I just think I just kind of wanted to throw that out there for people that are like getting, if you get really caught up in the weeds, if you've never gotten a DEXA scan, I think it can be very educational and very, very helpful if I'm just getting more away from like needing to do it every three months, just mm-hmm. because like I'm, I've seen it and that like it can get a little bit funky and be inaccurate too. And the data can right. be a little weird if we're a little bit holding on to more water that day. And so people can get really in the two, I lost two pounds of lean mass and it's like, mm, yeah, maybe, but like, let's just kind of keep it as high level and as accessible for people as possible. Cause going to get a DEXA is work, mm-hmm. you know, if you're getting stronger in the gym and you, can your lifts are going up and you, you know, your clothes are fitting better. Or you're liking how you're looking. You're probably losing some body fat yeah. and or showing some more muscle. Right. I think if you're just sweating it a whole lot and you're like, and just coming up with this like imaginary thing that, oh, this thing made me lose this and, and gain this. Like, how yes. do you, how do you really know? Totally. Like take some notes and like take some pictures maybe and do that, do it that way instead of just like waking up one day and feeling, oh, I lost all my muscle. 
Right. You know? Yeah. And people don't they think that, that people do think that it happens so quickly, both, yeah. di- both directions uh, one day. We've all had those days too. You wake up and sometimes you're just, you do. Sometimes you feel like a bloated, fluffy cow. And we oh, yeah. all have had those days. Oh, yeah. We also all know that like literally by the next day, you're like, oh, it's a totally different. I feel t- so much better. I'm so much less inflamed. Yeah. I, well, I'm guilty of it too. I'll look in the mirror some mornings. I'm like, oh God, I'm a skinny little punk or something like that. And then some days I'm like, oh, okay. Which is like Big all boys very today, normal, you know? but we both know, and we have to talk ourselves through that too. I mean, we're human beings too, right? But it's like okay, but like day to day, things don't matter as much. Like look a little bit longer. That's where again you back up a little bit. Look mm-hmm. at six months. Give yourself six months. Give yourself a year. Then yeah, you can lose body fat and gain muscle in that year mm-hmm. at the same time, but not in micro mini seconds, right? <laughs> you know, so. Those are great questions. So let's hop into the next one. Oh, what supplements should I take? This is like pop, most popular question of the universe this month. Yeah, I'm, I, I I guess it's like the holiday season and people are like forecasting for what they're going to do over the next few months or like over the winter or maybe like even yeah. New Year's resolutions. They're starting to like make plans. Yeah, it is happening. You know? And it's winter time, so you know it's it's time to work out more. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't go do outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you live in warm climates and things. Um, maybe we can just like go back and forth on this. And okay. And um, so I'm gonna let you talk about the this uh, one of them. So I'm gonna kind of this isn't gonna be in order. So I think a supplement that most people should take um, is probably going to be creatine. Right. So it helps with cognitive function, helps with uh, recovery, helps with strength gains, and it will just overall make your workouts better. So it, it's, it's a really good performance enhancer, I think. Um, you will get some creatine in your diet, um, but it's a great supplement. It's cheap. Um, the, some people do the loading phase. Some don't. Eventually, your muscles are going to get saturated with creatine if you take roughly like three to five to some people take around like seven grams a day of creatine. Um, it can kind of depend on how much muscle you have, but I think a safe bet is usually around five grams of creatine, um, taken every single day. Um, if you notice that you can do the loading phase, which I believe they recommend is around like 20 grams for the first like five to seven days to saturate your muscles with creatine. Um, some people will find that will upset your stomach, um, taking that much creatine. You shouldn't take it all at once. This would be like, you would take it throughout the day. Um, but you can just do the five grams every day, eventually your muscles get saturated and you will reap the benefits. People tell me all the time um, that they actually notice something off of creatine. I've been taking it so long that obviously I'm not going to notice because I've taken it for decades. Um, It's safe. It's one of the most researched supplements that's out there. But people do tell me like, hey, I noticed a difference on this creatine. I feel better. Um, My cognitive function, uh, my recovery is better. I mean, talking about men, women, you know, 60 years old, 40 years old, you know, it doesn't, I think, you know, I think they found out it's safe for kids. I don't know if they necessarily need it, but it's safe. Um, so creatine is where I will start with the supplements. Yeah. Creatine's great. I noticed a difference cause I go on and off it. I'm not consistent. Yeah, you do. I'm bad. Um, <laughs> I, it, and there's it, the one thing I'll say about creatine too, is it's, it's like one of the only ones that's of supplements that's actually been studied like for a long time, long time so, versus kind of like, you know, BCAAs and all these other things that we're putting in our body are just kind of like supplement companies trying to make money but i won't sit here and talk about ones that we don't want to take right i Um, mean so it it will um people's complaint with creatine is that it will kind of you will hold on to some water weight which your muscles are made of what like 75 percent water or something like that maybe even more i don't know um muscles are made of water so yeah like your your muscles are going to hold more water which isn't a bad thing again that that aids in like the 
obviously it's hydrating your muscles. It helps them recover and be stronger and things like that. So some people don't like that, but it's really not, you won't really notice. You don't notice. I think um, it's, um, the it's just sca- in your the head. Scale, it's not, the scale will go up. It's not bloat though. Like we feel in our stomach where we feel heavy. You actually yeah. like your muscles literally get like more filled out Yeah. and more, I think they like they, they pop. Yeah. It's a good thing. And you really do feel a performance difference. I noticed a big recovery difference too, but, um, I'm going to go into protein, I guess. That's why I was saving for you. And then we can come back to me on the, on the yeah. third one. So, so protein is the other one that um, we recommend. Now, does everyone have to take protein? No. Another one that I'm going to add to this is protein. People think protein powder specifically is like a magic bullet or like better than the real thing. Mm. And I just want to say in the upfront that it, protein powder is not superior to eating real whole food protein. Full stop. I think people think when they start to get into working out or we see people doing the post, um, <clears throat> post workout shake, like right away that the it's anabolic like, oh, window, I got to like do that to like get gain muscle. And it's like, you don't, there is no secret sauce in a scoop of protein, you know, made of, you know, whey or whatever you're using and yum, ch- yummy chocolatey flavors. There's nothing magical about that protein powder. That said, for people that struggle to get protein in their diet, it can be challenging, especially if you're just starting out tracking your macros or tracking your protein and you're looking at it and you're like, whoa, I have 50 grams that I need to make up. And that can be very hard to get by the end of the day. You know, if you've already had three square meals and you're like, well, shit, <laughs> how do I bridge that gap? Mm-hmm. And for those people and for clients that are new to me, I'm typically saying, listen, like this is where a good protein powder can totally come in and help supplement. It's easy to digest. It's usually very easy to get. And by digest, I mean just easy to get down. You can mix it with some water or milk or some people have um, flavorless ones they put in their coffee or their oatmeal. Like it's very easy to like just add to something and get Mm -hmm. it down. Most protein powders are what 100 to 150 calories, give or take 25 to 30 grams of protein straight up with Mm -hmm. very minimal carbs and fats. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say. So again, like if you're somebody though, if you're on the smaller leaner side and your, your goal is 110 to 120 grams of protein, I would encourage that person to try and get as much real whole food protein as they possibly can. Right. Because if we're looking at it just from a percentage standpoint, I don't want 30 grams of your hundred and let's make the math easy for me. (laughs) Let's just say you're getting a hundred grams protein a day and you get 30 of that from protein powder. That's, you know, 30%. You probably want to try and like eat some whole food protein. You want to be eating good um, protein for micronutrients and for satiety reasons. Like you want to be full. Like there's just so many benefits to actually eating real whole food meals. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, there's also clients I work with that are way, their targets are way higher than that. Maybe they're um, a male and they're trying to gain, you know, and so they're trying to hit 250 protein. Well Mm -hmm. then, yeah, like we're probably going to need to do one or two scoops of protein powder per day. The other situation where protein powder is great is when we're traveling, when it's holidays, when we don't have access to be able to grab our normal chicken breast and turkey and lean beef. Then, yeah, maybe during those seasons of life or that week on vacation, it's super great to have a protein powder with you that maybe you wouldn't normally have every day, but you're having it so you can kind of keep up with where your proteins are at. Right. Um, And you can take as much, you know, 
yeah, you don't want to be taking like three, four scoops a day. But, you know, if you need people are always like, well, how much do I take? It's like, well, how much is going to bridge that gap? Like how far are you away from hitting your protein goal? That's how much you should take. Right. And again, that's why we're looking at it from a holistic standpoint, which I was going to kind of get to next. So again, notice that I'm, I'm mentioning how much protein we're getting per day. You should be basing it off of what your protein needs are per day, which means you do have to track your protein. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not tracking your macros and weighing all your food out, you should know how much protein you want to be getting every day. Again, gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight. And you should have an idea of what you're taking in in each of your meals. And and, and like you said, be able to bridge that gap. Because, um, again, protein powder has calories. So, again, we get the people that kind of like think that, oh, I'm eating my normal stuff and then I'm going to add a scoop of protein to my diet. Well, okay. Did that take place of something? Or are we adding more calories? Because like if your goal is to, you know, maintain your weight and you're adding calories, you're, you're just going to, you're just going to gain because you are eating. Actually, it's still calories. It's right. protein, but it's protein still has calories. Yeah. And so it's just kind of important to know that nuance where again, it's not like some magic bullet just because you get to drink this yummy chocolatey shake afterwards. Like it's, it's calories. It's going somewhere right. and it's not just you know, it needs to be, you know, substituting something else or you just making sure that you're tracking it again as a whole. Right. Uh, cause there's calories that are added into it. Right. Now, the other thing you, you touched on it, just digestion wise, I definitely don't advise people to take more than two scoops a day. I mean, some people's guts are better than others, but if you're doing a whey protein, which is what I recommend for people that can tolerate dairy, cause it's dairy based. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the most complete protein, but it is like, if you have three scoops of it, like you are going to have like bubble guts, <laughs> like you are going to have like digestion issues. Yeah. I definitely is, wouldn't chug it all three at one, you know, at once. Right. I'd be like, yeah, morning, or at least, like, spread it out. yeah, just spread it right. out. Right. We should never be going like from zero to 60. Right. Um, so just be mindful of that again. That's like a sign too, where it's like, listen, whole food is always going to win. Like we're, mm-hmm. you know, you're, it's, you know, chicken breasts and turkey and lean meats are pretty good, easy on the gut. Like they're not going to cause a lot of havoc. Um, like the protein powders certainly can, um, for people that don't tolerate dairy, however, though, that's where you're going into like a vegan protein powder, just kind of looking for maybe, uh, I recommend pea based ones that are as far as like protein goes, those are, you know, a pea based protein is probably the better one as Mm -hmm. far as like complete protein and absorption. Right. Um, but whey protein is like the gold standard. Right. So, and I think, um, so I've been taking, I've been a big supplement fan. I used to take a lot more supplements than I do now. Um, remember when we first met, I'd have boxes. I'd get like cr- all sorts of stuff. Um, so I've been taking supplements for like 20 years. And protein shakes used to taste pretty terrible. And now they're delicious. They are so good. So if you are someone that's, um, you know, maybe you're cutting or maybe you've got a sweet tooth or something like that. Like we make the Ninja Creamy every, yeah. we make the creamies every night. We make ice cream with our protein and milk and they're freaking delicious. Um, or, I mean, you could literally just make a shake, you know, if you're used to grabbing like ice cream or something like that after your, after your dinner and you have that sweet tooth, try like knocking back like a, or taking a few sips of a protein shake. They, they make some really tasty ones now and that might, you know, knock out your craving for you. Totally. Instead of a, you know, 700 calories of ice cream. Totally. No, I agree that they're, they're very tasty. I haven't been taking them as long as you, but we've also tried a lot. Even current day, there are some flavors that are better than others and they're good yeah the ones we take the ones we take now from first warm are delicious so uh third supplement and then we'll move on to the next question oh yeah so the third supplement is going to be caffeine um you can get this with black coffee that we drink every morning and now we're taking um you know first form has a um 
pre-workout called Megawatt that only has 150 grams, milligrams, excuse me, um, 150 grams would be insane, 150 milligrams of, of caffeine. Um, so I'm still able, I'm used to around like 300 milligrams of caffeine, 350 um, as like my pre-workout. So now I get to enjoy my coffee and have a little bit of pre-workout before I go work out. Um, so many benefits here. Um, again, we'll let you kind of talk about a few of them, but obviously we know that caffeine wakes you up, makes you more alert. Um, it also helps numb pain a little. So like when we're pushing hard in a workout and you've got some caffeine pumping in your veins, it'll help you push. Um, you won't feel, you know, I think a little bit of pain is actually good. You should feel some pain in your workout, right? Um, but yeah, it'll help you push and, and go a little harder. Um, give you that focus, that intensity that, that you need. Um, and it's awesome. Who doesn't love caffeine? I mean, a lot of people don't. Okay, if you, if, if you don't, if you don't, there's stim-free pre-workouts yes. too. And, you know, but, um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I think caffeine's a great one for people. Like, that, it truly does enhance your performance. But there are people that are sensitive to it. There are. Um, and to that, I say, that sucks. That's a bummer. Because <laughs> um, coffee is awesome and we love coffee. But um, I will say that you mentioned stim-free pre-workouts, which they are awesome. They're, they definitely don't have... They, that stim free means no caffeine, <laughs> but some of them provide like, you know, extra B vitamins. Um, what were, what, is there a stim free? Does first form have a stim free? They do. And I we think, you know, tried that one and I think I just, and I think just drinking something like that too, like has a little bit of a placebo effect, if you will. I mean, I, it does have benefits. It, they do have good stuff in them. Um, but I've noticed that like, if I, if I can just get some kind of drink where it's given my mind that feeling of this is my pre-workout drink. It's and once I drink this, it's time to work out. That yeah. makes a difference. Well, some of them have like that nootropic factor, right. which, which can, yeah, which can totally be a value add. So I just kind of wanted to say like, cause people all, always ask about pre-workouts and like, again, they're not magic. They typically are just caffeine. Mm-hmm. Pick your caffeine. If you're drink, if you're a coffee drinker and you work out in the morning, that's, pl- that's plenty. I don't think adding more necessarily not where more is better because we can right. get like you a little too much kind of jittery well and then, um, then they have the ones that have a lot of beta alanine in them and if you don't like the itchy feeling the tingles um you probably want to watch out for that too yeah i don't like those but no you don't um all right next question oh okay this one's for you when doing med ball exercises what weight should i use oh i love this one i, I think this is probably the most asked question crazy. on my social media page ever. Um, so we're talking about med ball exercises. So med ball exercises, the way I use them in my workouts is going to be for explosive power. And for some reason, we tend to get really caught up in, in how much weight we're using when the exercise and the intensity, um, that is prescribed in that, in that particular exercise should dictate the weight that you're going to use, right? Like, so if we are looking for explosive speed and power, Using a 50-pound ball, you will not explosively move that 50-pound ball anywhere. You could, If you're really strong, you can move it quicker than others, but it's not – I wouldn't call that explosive power, right? So you want to pick a weight that you can perform – you know, we got work – we got demonstration videos, so whatever you're watching, whoever's teaching you how to do this should be telling you how to move it fast, and you need to pick a weight that you can move exactly that fast under control. Um, if you're slamming it, you know – that's a little bit different than if you're going to hold on to it and do something like a chop. Um, so yeah, I would always say that people should start really light with those cause you're trying to move it fast. Like, you know, if we're relating it to like golf, our golf clubs don't weigh that much, 
you know, it doesn't, doesn't weigh 14, 15, 20 pounds, right? Like use, don't be afraid to grab that four pound ball. If you got one, that six pound, move it around, move it really fast. See how that feels. Then once you've moved it super fast, then go up to the next level. Maybe it's only like one or two pounds heavier and see if you can move it just as fast. Yeah. Um, it would be cool. Like, I don't know if there's a way to, if anyone's got like a tool out there that you can measure this. So you're going to have to kind of be subjective and, and see how you feel about how fast you're moving it. See if you're feeling that same intensity when you go up to that heavier one, because the goal is to train your brain to move fast and it doesn't move fast. Like picking up a hundred pound sandbag and, and heaving it over your shoulder really slow. We're trying to pick up that ball, move it up and down really, really fast. Yep. Yep. And you just can't do that with heavy stuff. So, um, and don't ever compare yourself to what someone else is using. It's totally irrelevant, right? Like, I feel like, and I know that there, when people ask this, I, f- I feel like they are asking, like, hey, please give me a recommendation on what I should use. But the question is always, like, what weight are you using? Yes. You know, like, don't, don't worry about what I'm doing. I do this for a living. You pick the weight that you can do correctly and explosively. Yes. No, that's really good feedback. And again, it's sometimes it's about stepping away from the numbers and like thinking about how your body feels, which right. if we're training for sport, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. And like, you know, exactly. Like, could I see how this carries over to my sport? Could I, do I feel yeah. um, my hips turn like it, or, or, you know, I feel my lat stretch at the top, like, similar to how I'd feel at my backswing. And then how do I, how would I want to move that? Like, would I want that to be fast or you know, yeah, carry it over. Think about your sport. Use the ground, um, all that stuff. And if, if you're just slinging, slugging a 30-pound ball one way and you're swaying all to the side and you can't keep it under control and you're, you know, coming back in, you know, that's just not what you're looking for. It's not going to get you anywhere. Exactly. I love that. How to stay fit during the holidays. Tis the season. Here you go. And you we don't. just. And <laughs> you don't. And well, it was Halloween yesterday, and I loved all the, you know, some of the really good um, weight loss coaches that are out there that also like are, are like halfway like comedians at this point. <laughs> you know, they're like dumping out. I don't know. You don't know, like the fitness chef? He's kind of funny. Oh. Um, what is it? The Steve Craft guy, the, oh, the I British you were being guy. Sarcastic. I don't. Oh, yeah, sure. They're, yeah. So like you know, and so they're like dumping out their entire bowls of candy, and they're like, oh, you'd have to eat all this to you know, gain a pound. So like, you know, yeah. So how can you stay fit during the holidays? Well, here's the deal. This is really, this is an episode actually. This is an episode. So I'm going to have to give it as my high level best shot. The holidays are a time of, if we look at it this way, if we, if we look at it from a percentage of days of holidays in this, in the year, what is there like 11 holidays in, in 365 days or something? I'm just throwing a number out there, but it's literally something like that. Like you can count on a couple hands and a toe. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think during like from Thanksgiving to like new year's, you know, like there's a lot of days out. where you're doing other stuff too. Hear me out. It's not that many days, but what happens is we let that one day turn into a weekend. That's exactly what happens. This is, this is, this is my point. My point is, Every season, there's something. In the summer, it's like, oh, well, I'm drinking beer on the boat. I'm beaching. I'm on vacation for three weeks. And then it's fall. And it's like, it's wedding season. I have three weddings. And so blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, it's just, and we repeat this cycle over and over and over again. My argument to this is like, the holidays aren't much different than any other time of the year. And if we're letting the holidays stress us out, then it's like, we, we have a bigger thing going on like around boundary setting. Seriously, if we are, you know, invited to 
every single party? Do we need to be going to every single party? Do we, can we bring our own dishes? Like, are we, can we say no to more things? Like there's just, it's more around like boundary setting for me throughout. And, and again, like maybe there's more work that needs to be done during the holiday season, I guess. But like, this is people's problem year round of like not being able to just kind of know when to call it quits. Mm-hmm. So if I were to give like some, some, some tan- like a uh, tangible advice, it's like for one, enjoy yourself. Like food is meant to be enjoyed and the holiday season, you know, it can be fun <laughs> depending mm-hmm. on like what you consider fun. Food's meant to be enjoyed. And so we, we should take the, like certain holidays that we don't see all the time and birthdays and special occasions. They're special. So that's how we should treat them. And that's when we should, that is when those things are fun to indulge in and have things that you don't get to have all year round. But again, what happens is like, then that day turns into, well, now I'm going to have, I'm going to bring the pie home and I'm going to have leftovers and I'm going to, so we have to kind of like learn how to manage, you know, uh, our energy and our boundary setting a little bit. Um, and so to that, I say like from a food and nutrition standpoint, eat your protein, fill up on the good stuff first. If we're still taking care of our body and we're still filling up on, you know, fruits and veggies and whole foods as much as we possibly can. And the times that we have the control to do so, a, we'll have less snacky habits because we'll be full and satiated and feeling really good. Um, and B like, you know, you, you will feel a lot better going through the holidays. Cause I also think people start to get really down on themselves. If you mm-hmm. think back to like previous years, like if you're, Oh, I was gluttonous and I ate too much and I don't feel good. Like just keep in mind like how food and those choices that you make, whether to drink a lot or not drink a lot, whether to prioritize sleep, how they make you feel. Cause you want to feel good throughout mm-hmm. the holidays to actually enjoy like family time. So I just think people need to really recognize boundaries and be honest with themselves because like a few days out of the year is really not going to, it's, it's, it's not going to derail your progress. Like Mm -hmm. it's just not. But when we let those days bleed into longer time periods is when I think we get in trouble. That's my, maybe you have a completely different way of looking at it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a nutrition coach, right? So like, I don't hear like that, you know, my side of it's going to be more on like the workout side. Um, people do like talk to you more about like, Oh my God, like what do I do when I go to this party and I eat this and I drink that? Like, I don't, you know, I don't get a whole lot of that. People are asking me like, how can I still work out if I'm traveling or doing this or doing that? And I try to tell people, enjoy the time with your family. Like don't sweat it too much. Um, if you are going to be gone for a long time, like, you know, yeah. If you're at grandma's house, like, yeah, knock out some squats and some pushups and do some mobility work if you want. Um, or if you're in a city, um, we love going to new gyms. Like it's, it's fun. Like if you're, if you got the time, if you're just literally, if you're just sitting around grandma's house and she lives by a gym and you're there for five days and you've got enough of your family, like, yeah, go, go, go get a day pass, go, go mm-hmm. work out. Like, um, but if you're, if you're in and out, like a couple of days, like visit your family and, and enjoy yourself and like, don't, don't sweat it too much. Totally. And, and you, you can get a lot done in a 15 minute little workout and you're in the guest room that you're, that you're staying in. Like that's no big deal too. Um, but don't. You know, people are always like, oh, my God, how can I pack this and that? And I'm like, don't. Right. Just don't. Yeah, that goes back to, like, just making sure that it's enjoyment. That you're having yeah. a good time and remembering that it's just, again, it's even if it's it's still, like, a week out of the. Yeah. Like, I mean, how long are we traveling for the holidays? Like, let's be realistic. Yeah. Um, get your walk. Get steps in. Go for walks with your family. Walk after meals. Like, yeah. that's another way to, like, spend quality time. I mean, yeah. Typically, we do have, like, more 
um, just kind of downtime at family. You know, you're not working or everyone's, you know, let's go out for a walk if the weather right. is nice or something like that or go for a hike. Yeah, I feel we, like that's what we do with your family. Yeah, we hike and walk and stuff like that. Um, just stay active. That also makes you just, again, that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the most important thing. Yep. So, yeah, that's a good question. Or that's a good response. Uh-huh. Why are you so against the Bozu ball? What a great last one to finish <laughs> know, right? with. Um, this is yeah, our final like, question, and I think it's the best one yet. Right? Um, so they're, they're not as popular as they used to be, but I still see them a lot, especially they're in – They're still out there. They're still out there, and especially in golf fitness. Like, you know, golfers, like, feel like Toys. that um, they're – Well, that and, you know, balance is, is a big deal in golf, right? Like, you know, if you are unbalanced in your swing – a host of bad things happens, um, mainly being like you swing slower just so you don't fall on your ass, right? Like we've all gone to Top Golf, or we've seen the TikToks where people fall off the the third floor at, or fall into the net at TikTok because they're off balance, but they swing off their you know swing out of their shoes or something like that. So we're really into this whole balance thing, and and I think the Bosu ball, maybe that's why people do it because like they really want balance, and so I really dove into like some studies and. Um, because I just don't like using it. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be like more, there's got to be a legit reason why this isn't used by like pro athletes and a lot of like the top people out there, the top trainers out there don't use the boast ball. And you will find that studies say that it doesn't quite give people more balance or stability because it's actually teaching your brain to be state, like to find balance on this squishy surface, which your brain's first response is get me off this damn squishy surface. And so it doesn't try it quite like carry over into the real life like so in golf like there's no reason that you're ever standing on something that squishy in golf like uneven surfaces sure but that's not that's not what that is um and then you got to remember that anytime you are robbing yourself of stability you are taking away strength right like so most of the time like i did a like god when, when was this i went to like a fitness convention in reston virginia eight years ago whenever the hell it was and I did a whole class on the BOSU ball. Guess what? There was no weights in class. Like, so they're not doing like weighted step ups on the BOSU ball. It's all body weight. Yeah. Um, so it's not even really designed to do that because like you're not going to be able to add more. You're not going to get stronger by stepping up on a squishy surface. You're just totally unstable. So you're robbing yourself of building strength. So the only thing I could find on the internet, on like the metal analysis, on the you know the the studies and things like that, where the BOSU balls can actually help you for like doing like crunches. They can like recruit more muscles for your abs and stuff like that. So like that was like the only reason that they could possibly come up with that the BOSU ball was great. So that every- line is going to be the only line anybody hears in this entire. Episode. Yeah. So like, Oh, it's cool. I need, I need it for abs. hundred <laughs> percent. Whatever. Like, I mean, but so all the other goofy shit that you're doing on it, standing on one leg, doing some kind of like golfy rotation really isn't doing a whole lot. Um, it's not giving you more mobility. People are like, oh, what well, helps my balance? I'm like, again, like, how do you how do you know that helped your balance? Like, were you doing other things that help your balance? Like, were you just getting stronger? Like, is it did you do the kitchen sink method and you threw this in there? Now, did you only do the Bosu ball and you got more balance? Studies will show that that doesn't really work that way. Um, so I'm just really against that and like just doing any kind of like step ups again, like on unstable surfaces. So like if you got a bench that's like super squishy or like one of these chairs or something, if it's a last resort, okay, but. You know, like that. If there's a stable surface, you can swap it out for. Do that. If you need balance, you can literally work on your balance by just standing on one leg, kicking it behind you, doing some rotations on the stable ground without the Bosu ball. Yeah, the balance thing is funny, and just from a just without knowing anything, it's just thinking about like real life, and it's like your balance in real life is just on. You know, whether you're you lost your footing on a, on the steps or 
play, playing sport, but it's, yeah, it's never in what, in what scenario are you stepping on like a bubble and needing to stabilize? And it's so wiggly. Those things are ha- like hard to stand on. And there, there's no part of me that's like, I need to get better at this. There's no part. of me. Yeah. Like this thing. yeah, you do. You want to like jump off of it. Well, and then it's, if, if you'll, if you'll notice, thing. it even says on the, 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 the flat part says like, please do not stand on this. Like and they didn't everyone even, stands and on everyone stands side. on it. Like they even designed the damn thing. Like listen to the people that created the thing too. Like they, yeah. they say like, don't stand on this part. Like, yes, we so are. it's just, I mean, I don't get it. And then, you know, uh, what, what was the quote I read? So like, I mean, I read a lot about the BOSU ball, like, like before I started making posts, like giving it shit. Um, and one one guy said, like, basically, you can say that anything you do on the Bosu ball is a weaker version of what you can actually do on the ground. That sounds that's legit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm against the Bosu ball. Yeah, I, I like love, that was a good that was a good explanation <laughs> though, and I, you know, hopefully, yeah, I mean, I won't, that's it. That yeah, won't maybe it can that. help your abs, but that's you know, soaking a lot of other things too. I was going to say, there's just a, you know, that's also when you, the lowest hanging fruit guys, keep it simple. You can get a lot more done with doing step ups and single leg exercises for your balance. There's a million thousand bajillion other, technically speaking, other things. to do. Yeah. And if you're really serious about working on your balance, like just do it frequently. Like, you know, get up out of your chair, stand on one foot for a little while, um, rotate while you do it, stand on one foot while you brush your teeth. If you're really, if you're like really set against your balance, I had this one lady, older lady that I worked with and she was. Um, one of her best friends had fallen, had all these surgeries and, you know, just fallen off a curb. Um, happens when you get a little bit older. Um, and yeah, so she was like deathly afraid of falling and she wanted to use the BOSU ball and she wanted to do this. She wanted to do all these crazy things for balance. I was like, no, let's just get you a little stronger. Yes. Have you stand on one leg, you yeah. know, and do a certain things. And I was like, and you can brush your teeth on one leg if you want to try it at home yeah. to just keep working on it. Yeah. And she was like, okay. Yes. Wow. Well, that was awesome. We did, we did good. We did good. These are five excellent questions. So hopefully y'all got some value add. Um, again, we always like to hear from everybody in the comments slash direct messaging us, emailing, website message, whatever. Yeah, maybe we'll do a call in one day. Yeah, we've well, been talking about that. We need to figure out how to make a live podcast work. Maybe an Instagram live while we're podcasting. Mm. Or just turn it into an episode. That could be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty easy. That'd be the easiest way to do it that would be a long podcast because people ask a lot of questions sometimes we might be on here for a while well, yeah we, we would break it up <laughs> we, could, we could break it up maybe um but that'd be cool so we'll wrap it up i think that was a lot actually of really good information um from nutrition to bozu balling to everything else in between <laughs> to bozu balling yeah I'm making it a, it's a it's shit it's the next pickleball It'll, that'll really like fire you up i think it already had its time yeah it did that was that that wasn't that yeah, I like I like that we see less of them at, at gyms these yeah. days. Um, but yeah, you guys know where to find us. CodyWestGotGolf.com slash links is the best way to kind of get access to all of our programming. Free workout downloads. We um, now have launched a free trial of our Lift Heavy Swing Fast program, which also has an at-home version. So for those of you that do work out at home, great. We have a dumbbell version for that. Dumbbells and bands. Yeah, and then um, that's pretty much it. I guess we'll catch everybody next week.